You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. How you doing out there? Oh man, I am about to start my insane day. I am, I apologize, I'm painting my nails as I record this. The mic is like leaning inside the ice bucket of my hotel. Um, And I'm bending over at my desk, painting my nails and doing a podcast. I know this is not professional, but... I really don't get paid to do these. <laughs> At least I haven't seen a cent from it. But that's not that's uh, that's no one's fault. I choose to do this. I love doing it. Um, but uh, yeah, I know this isn't professional. I should take the time, but I have no time today to get this done. None. I have a full day. I'm going to Rogan in a couple hours. I have a makeup artist coming over here in 40 minutes to do my face and my hair and. Then um, Carlisle's boyfriend, Chase, is coming to pick me up because I didn't get a rental car. And he's going to drive me to Rogan. He's going to wait for me. And then he's going to drive me over to Andrew Santino's podcast, Whiskey Ginger. So I'm doing two podcasts today. And then uh, and then I might do something social tonight. I think I'm going to dinner with – well, I have plans to go to dinner with Kyle Dunnigan and David Spade and his name drop and his uh, – and his lady so that'll be that'll be so fun um that should be a podcast jesus christ it'll be just fun to relax and laugh a lot i'm gonna be so tired though and kind of tired of talking or maybe i'll have so much energy sometimes when i work all day i have like a lot of energy in the night i'm just so grateful that i don't have to do sets right now um usually when i'm in la i'm burning the candle at both ends and I'm doing working all day and then I'm doing sets at night and it's just too exhausting. So I'm kind of grateful right now that comedy isn't in session. Um, I woke up this morning at seven, um, feeling really refreshed. Actually, I woke up at five. How much do you love it when you wake up two hours before you have to get up and you have two more hours of sleep? Isn't it the fucking best? I, I mean, I was just so grateful. And then I went back to sleep and I had a really good dream. I had like sex dreams, which is nice because it reminds me that I'm still into that stuff. I tried to masturbate yesterday. It just wasn't going to happen. Because I just got... Do you ever like start doing stuff and then you get stuck on Instagram and then you're masturbating to an ad for ADHD meds? (laughs) And like people post... People are posting like pictures, videos of their kids and you're like, what am I doing? Oh my God. Please do not combine those two. So um, yeah, I just wasn't in the mood. It's just so... The porn I watch is just too much, and sometimes I just don't even want to get get into it. And uh, and yeah, I just wasn't feeling it. Although, I think I was inspired to to even do it because Gleb, my partner, my dance partner um, from Dancing with the Stars, posted on his story this video of him and his dance partner, who was the year before me, um, Jenna Kramer. They're doing this dance to Selena Gomez's "Can't Keep My Hands to Myself," and oh. I know I've talked about it before, so if you're a longtime fan, you've probably heard me talk about this video. It's the hottest thing I've ever seen in my life, and I watch it. I mean, I watch it a lot. It's like, it just, um, it's so sexy. And the fact that I, like, know Gleb, and, like, I, before we started practicing together, I had, like, dreamed of doing a dance like that with him. Like, maybe I can work out my skill set to do some kind of version of this. Go watch it. It's Jenna Kramer and Gleb Sevchenko dancing um I think it's the tango 
but it ends with a shower scene. You'll know it when you see it. It's the sexiest dance I've ever seen. It happened on ABC. I mean, there's this one part where he lifts her up and it he's like his face is like in her crotch and then he spins her around. And then the end, it's just like it's so sexy. And um, so I think I saw that and I got like kind of riled up and it reminded me that I have a vagina. And so then um, I tried to do some stuff, but it just wasn't happening because I was too distracted by Instagram. Um, Got to get off Instagram at some point. I really do. I think that's I read something yesterday that's like if you're depressed, the first step is getting off Instagram. And it would be for me if my job didn't require being on Instagram or being that way. Like I people that are like normal and have normal jobs that don't need to promote yourselves. Get off Instagram if you're depressed. Just try it for a week. What do you have to lose? People are going to forget about like you're not you're you don't need to be on there. I really would get off if I didn't need to be on. Um, and I guess I could just stop scrolling and just post stuff. So I don't have an excuse either. Never mind. I take that back. I could just do the same thing that I'm telling you to do, which is like not be on it so much. But um, I feel like I have to stay up to date with what people are doing. I have to like be able to talk about things because I'm someone who has to do a podcast every day. I need I need stuff to talk about. But maybe I should go live a life instead of being in my phone someday. Someday. Probably going to talk to Joe Rogan about that today. Thank you for sending all your topics for me to talk to Joe Rogan about um, some really interesting stuff. Some stuff that I'm like, I don't know anything about that. And I can't even speak to the coronavirus and the different testing and the different um, statistics. And I mean, I guess he could pull them up and we could discuss them. But I just feel like it will reveal how little I know. I don't know that I wanted to get to get into politics with him at all. But who knows what will happen. Um, last time I was on the show, he told me I was a lot, um, which definitely uh, in the moment was like, whoa, really? Like, you can pick up on that? Because, um, <laughs> you know, we're friends. Just from me doing his podcast, we're friends. That's the only way we really know each other. I mean, he's seen me on stage a lot. and uh, But our friendship is solely like the... I guess six hours we spent together doing two podcasts, which is a long time for two people to spend together and which can make you friends with someone. I mean, that's a hang. That is a substantial hang. And we, you go in there and you talk like friends. So it does count as socializing, I feel, when I'm on these podcasts. Uh, even, yeah, doing the Andrew Santino's podcast, like I haven't seen him for a really long time. That'll be us just catching up. So I am doing social things here. I didn't get a chance to go hang out with my friends uh, Pete and Jamie last night even though I had plans to after I wrapped the the Netflix show that I shot it just went way too long and um, by the time I got done with it I was so tired and I wanted to get a good night's sleep before Rogan because yeah I just want to be in a really good mood someone wrote to me today that I should talk to Andrew before I go into Rogan because I'm always lighter and nicer and more I have a better energy about me when I talk to Andrew and I'm like Andrew Colin um really no he he does actually lift up my mood so I am going to give him a call later that was a good idea I'm trying to think of things that get me in a good mood and that aren't pot but um, I'm having trouble coming up with them I'm gonna be honest I'm tempted to take one hit of weed before I go into Rogan like I think it'll just like lift up my mood but I know I'm gonna break this pot sobriety eventually um I really feel bad saying that because I know there's so many people that wrote to me being like, I'm trying to quit pot too. And I don't want to convince you to, to give it up to, to, to not do it where I can 
send you if you are trying to quit weed is go to the Reddit um, subreddit leaves, L-E-A-V-E-S. So reddit.com slash leaves, I think. But just look it up. And it's all people trying to quit pot and it's really inspiring and it will that will be the great motivation for you to quit. Um, but for me, I just want to have a good show and I'm trying to think of what will facilitate that. And I think that being a little bit giggly, just one hit would do it for me. But I'm not completely sold on that idea yet. I did find that weed in my bag yesterday and that was a sign that was a sign I don't really believe in signs and you know that I think it's just all coincidences but it's you know signs are for people who want to do what they want to do and so they find a way or want to believe what they want to believe oh that was my I started seeing butterflies everywhere and that was my dad's my dad's favorite album was Mariah Carey's Butterfly and so that's my dad talking to me and it's like no it's probably not there's probably just like a climate change event that's happening that's causing butterflies to be in this region when they're not really supposed to be and they're all like dying and they can't, they can't fly anywhere because you know they they don't have enough nutrition because the bees that used to pollinate the plants that they were eating off of have died and so now the butterflies are too weak to go anywhere so they're just kind of hanging out lethargic everywhere and now you think that your dad's trying to talk to you which maybe that is your dad maybe your dad your dead dad caused that climate change of, of a change event so that you would remember him as you walked down the street um, to get your Starbucks. Um, but I don't think that's true. And I think we just look for, for meaning where there maybe isn't. But whatever makes you feel connected to someone you've lost, I don't mean to take that from anyone, but I just don't believe in signs. Like one day I was in a thing <laughs> and there was a woman talking about um, something about owls and she was like owls mean this to me and I got off the subway and I all of a sudden I looked in this store window and there was a sculpture of an owl and I and we were all supposed to gasp or something but I was just like yeah there's just like a fucking owls owls are like often used in like decor so it's not that it's it wasn't it wasn't a sign you're it was just a marketing ploy to get you to go into that boutique but it was not your dead cousin telling you that you should accept the job in phoenix sorry but the owl looked also like a phoenix rising from the ash well it can't be both is it an owl or is it a phoenix come on now um so yeah i, I just don't believe in signs but i think they're fun when they do pop up and you're like and you can you can make choices based on them because you got to make a choice somehow so why not turn to something that um makes you feel like it's the universe telling you what to do when really it's just random so will i smoke pot i'll tell you tomorrow you won't know if i do do it you won't you won't you won't know don't try to go look at the joe rogan video and be like is she fucking high dude <laughs> you won't be able to tell well last time i did have um non-alcoholic sam adams and it's so funny because I felt so weird drinking a beer like and I really don't think non-alcoholic beer is like a good thing for sober people to drink. But I don't really think of myself as an alcoholic. Um, I just choose not to drink. And I mean, yes, I, every time I drank, I did want to black out and it was kind of destroying my life. And since I quit drinking, everything has kind of been great for me. So maybe I was. <laughs> but um, I don't feel like non-alcoholic beer is going to like send me back into like being a like living in a gutter not that I was ever living in a gutter but you know I'm, I'm not scared of it but it did feel like 
mm, should I be doing this? Because it does, I think it has like a trace amount, but so does kombucha, which God, the second I get into Joe Rogan's facility, I'm going to fucking chug a kombucha because kombuchas do give me like, they make me feel a little drunk. And I know that's not good to say. If you're an alcoholic, please don't go drink a kombucha. Please stay sober. But I think there's trace amounts. There's something in those that make me feel a little euphoric. And so that's what I'll be doing. Maybe I'll just do that instead of smoking a little bit of pot. But what do I have on my grounded app? I think it's like 12 days at this point of not smoking weed. Maybe I'll talk to him about this. I mean, that's what um, my producer Noah sent a list of topics that she wanted me to talk to about um, with him. And it, they were such good ideas. What did she say? For Rogan, I like that you would want to talk to him about weed. Tell him you're keeping track of weed with the app. Talk about living with your parents. I know a lot of people had to do the same. That's good. Ask him what car to buy. Okay. Okay. Productivity tips. ADHD. He, has a, he always has a good take on discipline, she says. And I love when he talks about self-defense for women. Oh, yeah. That's what I want to talk to him about. Like, what do I do if someone attacks me? I learned a wrist move the other day, but I already forgot it. See, that's the shitty thing about self-defense. Like, you have to practice it over and over so it becomes second nature. You can't just, like, watch a YouTube video and be like, got it. But I did watch this thing where you, like, you can break someone's ulna very easily as a girl if you just twist your wrist in a certain way. Please don't write to me about moves and defense classes I should take. I'm really tired of being told I should do different self-defense. I know I should. Everyone should. But how about I just, like, how about men just stop, like, attacking us? Why do I have to like learn a, th a thing that I don't want to learn? I don't have time to learn it. I just had to do paint my nails while I was doing a podcast. They're drying perfectly. This is actually really good for me to do. I painted my nails at the beginning of this podcast. I actually recorded like four different podcasts and had to restart because I kept saying dumb shit. And so now my nails are drying and I can't do anything with them because I'm stuck here recording. This is the way to do it. Because anytime I, I do my own nails, they always get fucked up. And that's why I always go to nail salons. Honestly, when I do my own nails, no one can notice that I didn't go to a nail salon. I'm pretty good at it. Sometimes I do my own nails and I convince myself I should be an artist, like I should be a painter because I'm very steady and they always look like great. Some women can't do their own nails and I don't understand why. I understand if you bang them on things and they get fucked up, but like if you can't actually paint your nail and it's like getting all over, unless you have Parkinson's, what's going on with you? I um, am flying home tomorrow. I don't. I was going to maybe extend my trip until Friday, but now I am booked on a radio show on Friday. That is a huge radio show in Pittsburgh, which is where I am coming to perform next Thursday. <clears throat> and my ticket sales are not where I want them to be, and I really need to promote that show. So I think I might need to go home to do that. I mean, I guess I could do it from here. Um, yeah, maybe I'll stay an extra day. I really want to see some friends, but I bet you anything if I stay an extra day, I will just tack on more work for myself and more podcasts and when does it end um so yeah I uh I last night I shot the Netflix show that I was telling you about it was really fun I ran into some producers that I worked with on different shows in the past it was really nice to see them and to reconnect um and it was a long shoot. I was just sitting in a chair talking to the camera for four hours and I was wearing really tight pants. God, I thought I lost weight in this quarantine and that is just not the case. I put on a pair of jeans and it was like, oh dear. And they used to be like snug jeans, but not like super duper snug. And boy, these were uncomfortable and that's okay. That's okay. Um, 
I uh, but it was not okay to sit down in them because they were just like cutting off my circulation and um, and making me really irritable. I was kind of a bitch on set yesterday. I mean, I did a good job, but I was in kind of a bad mood because my hair. I was getting my hair and makeup done and um, I didn't have time to do my hair and the girl that was doing my hair and makeup um, didn't have time to do my hair. And so it was just didn't look good and it felt so thin and like strands just like kept falling out and I was just like, I can't handle it when strands fall out. Like when too many strands are falling out, I just, I like, I lose, I lose my mind. It's really a problem. Um, it's like the number one anxiety causing uh, trigger for me. That I mean, that and two lane highways and air shows and men doing jump j- drunk drunkenly jumping on diving boards and um, people not wearing masks on planes. Honestly, I would rather do all of those things at once. I would rather be on a plane in an air show with a pilot without a mask on. Uh, what was the other thing? Um, and on the way to get in that plane, I would be on a two lane highway where people are driving too fast, then lose one hair, <laughs> then, then pull out one hair. I mean, like that is how insane I am. Like when every time I pull a hair off my body, like, cause it fell down. I like, I just, I, I can't handle it. Like I, I just have this like my body shudders <laughs> like it's just it's insane. I can't live like this. Like I, I mourn a thousand like a hundred deaths a day with every hair I pull off. It used to be so easy. Like I remember being like a normal person about it. Like when a hair would fall off, you just pull it off and then like think nothing of it. I mean, that was my whole life. And then suddenly it just became an obsession. And um, I don't know what to do about it. I mean. I'm going to get on some meds. Maybe that will help it. And I've been accept- in acceptance of it in, in recent days. But for some reason last night it really fired up because I would just, I hate getting my hair done. I hate, and I mentioned to the woman that my hair was falling out and she didn't say it wasn't. She wasn't like, it looks good to me. She was just like, I'm really sorry. That really sucks. I've been through that too. And I'm just like, will you please just say that it looks good? Um, the other night though, I was on stage at the funny bone and I was talking about my hair falling out and then a girl DM'd me later on that it looked great. My, she was like, you cannot tell it looked so good. And I was like, thank you. Um, please don't write me and and tell me that my hair looks good. I I don't, it sounds like I'm begging for you to do that. Please don't, don't comment on my hair. I don't want any comments. Please, please, please. I get, someone sent me yesterday another hair solution, which I'm going to try. I'm waiting on the monostat to arrive at my house so I can spray yeast infection cream into my scalp i am going to be doing that I'm not gonna lie to you guys i bought rogaine <laughs> i didn't need to tell you that i wasn't gonna tell anyone that i bought it and um rogaine for women which what what is the difference between ones that are made for women and ones that are made for men nothing the packaging just like is a light blue color and it's a little more feminine but um i gotta get rid of this rogaine because it's not for the, the kind of hair loss that i'm having it's for like substantial like they're like rub it on your scalp where your hair's falling out and I'm like there's no like empty spots on my scalp it's like I can't do that so it's not it's not for me I'm not using it I just bought this shit and it's going to waste um so if anyone in the St. Louis area needs Rogaine um go buy some because I'm I, I can't give it to you I mean I'll probably maybe I'll give it to my I don't know anyone in my I'll, I'll find someone who's losing their hair in my life because it was 
and it wasn't cheap but it felt so embarrassing to buy Rogaine <laughs> my mom saw the box in my bathroom the other day when she took apart the sink to find my necklace and we both had to wait, pretend like she didn't see that box um but yeah I just I freaked out last night I was just kind of like all of a sudden like panicking in a real way it was really helpful though because Sarah Schaefer who knows my anxieties and knows the way I am about stuff and like how depressed I get she was like she was she's a writer on the show that I did last night so she was like watching as I was doing I was taping she was like in a remote location watching and like she saw me like having a moment of like intense sadness because I looked at my shot like I was talking about it yesterday I think where you like look at the shot and you can like tell them like I don't like this and there was nothing to do like I just felt so ugly and like my hair just looked a mess and I just there was nothing to be done we didn't have time we were already running late because um I didn't you know and hair and makeup took a little bit too long so they were already so late and they're like and I'm trying to fix my hair and I'm tearing up like I just hate the way I look and I'm like this is gonna be on TV it's just so hard sometimes when you feel so disgusting and then there's all these camera guys and production teams and writers and everyone's just like we don't see what you're seeing and you're like I feel disgusting and you have to put it out of your mind because then you got to go talk and be funny you just have to like not think about it like I really just had to turn off that switch in my brain but it was really hard to do really really hard to do not I'm not saying my life is hard, but when I'm feeling ugly and having a self-esteem like meltdown and I can't, I don't have time to cry. Like if it was my show, if that was my show, like I created that show and all those people were people I hired, I would have maybe had a meltdown and delayed production a little bit because I know that um, I was in a position to do that because I would be the boss. Um, however, that wasn't the case. I was like a talent that they hired on. So that was not this wasn't the time for Nikki to, to have a little tantrum. Not that I've done that before. I, I don't like to waste time on sets. Everyone has families they want to get home to. Everyone's hungry. Everyone's annoyed. Um, I, I definitely do push down those feelings, but those feelings went somewhere. You know, I haven't let them out yet. I haven't cried about how stressful that was yet. I just sucked it up and then did four hours of talking about um, kind of frivolous subjects and I nailed it I mean I really did a good job I did so much work in preparation for it more so I guess than a lot of other people that did the show um, which felt good to hear and everyone seemed really happy with my performance but I did feel a little bit nuts in the beginning as I was fixing my hair and I I just got my face like dropped because I was I just get like a depressed face sometimes and I know Sarah saw that on the feed and she texted me she was like you look beautiful I'm really sorry whatever you're going through um, so it was just nice to have her witness it. It's like kind of a bummer to do these things alone. Like I like when I have my team with me or someone who understands and um, can talk me through it. Like that's why it's so nice usually to have Carlisle at these things because she's always like such a um, such a cheerleader. I mean, she looks like a cheerleader, but she's always like snaps me out of these moments of um, where my self-esteem just takes a nosedive and – you know, I pulled myself out of it. I really felt like yesterday, if you've ever seen the, the Katy Perry documentary um, where she break, gets broken up with by Russell Brand and they're deciding that they're going to get a divorce and she has to go perform in Brazil for like a crowd of like 200,000 people. And I'm not exaggerating that number. It was like the biggest show she's ever done. And she's sobbing and they're like three minutes to 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 curtains or whatever. How I forget what they say. Um, 
like three minutes till you have to be on stage and she's sobbing and they're fixing her makeup and she keep, it keeps running and then they're like do you want to cancel the show and she's like no I, I'm gonna do it and she just sucks it up and um and she's in place below the stage because she gets raised up for her grand entrance and she's in the bowels of this like th- not theater but like she's in this outdoor stadium type situation and she's like in the like alone in the dark underneath the stage and you can hear the roaring of the crowd and she's just crying weeping silently as she looks down she's in full hair and makeup and like posed and ready to go and then all of a sudden the 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 platform lifts and she just lifts her head up and smiles and it's like suck it down you got to perform and honestly my what happened yesterday was on such a smaller scale but um, and it was because it wasn't because I was getting a divorce. It was because I, three hairs got pulled out while she was straightening my hair. It's like, who cares? They'll grow back. What, what is three hairs? It just doesn't matter. But for whatever reason, it just really caused me a lot of um, emotional pain in that moment. I remember that was the way it was so fun when I had the show Not Safe that I was making with my um, my boyfriend at the time. Because whenever I had those moments, like, I had someone who, like, I could literally, like, cry into their armpit and um, was always very understanding and would communicate to the rest of, like, would protect me from um, anyone else seeing it. Like, I didn't have to have meltdowns in front of people and he could kind of read when I needed to take a break and it was just so nice. And I, I, I don't think I'll ever make a TV show again without, like, a best friend or someone who gets me in that way kind of with me during it because it just can be so lonely and in and, and when you need to perform it's like it can be you just have to suck it up and I know everyone relates to this like you just have to suck things up sometimes and you cannot you don't get to address your feelings and you have to put tuck them away but they have to be addressed later on you can't just keep stuffing them down but one time I was on set and I was doing this was like um we were taping the pilot we were taping like a test for the pilot show and I was, you know, wearing a tank top and gesticulating um, kind of widely with my arms. And one of the cameramen came up to me or the sound guy came up to me as he was like remiking me and was like, hey, I just want to let you know that like your arm arms are like flat flapping like that. You have like a lot of skin down there and they're like flapping when you when you're like moving your arms. You just want to want to be aware of that. And I'm like, OK, thanks. I was shocked because I was I'm not a like it wasn't really that big of a problem my arms are not that big and even if it was like who cares um he was just trying to be helpful and I was stunned and um and it was embarrassing because I was mic'd and everyone heard everyone in the production team like heard him tell me that and so everyone went into panic mode of like you can't say that to her and it was like a big a big deal on set and he was uh, unfortunately let go it wasn't my decision but he was just moved to another show because it was just so wild wide wildly inappropriate to tell a woman that um I kind of regret handling it that way I wish we would have just talked to him and been like I just I, you know I just didn't want to deal with it I was just like so hurt and so upset about it that I didn't want to talk to him but looking back I I wish I would have talked to that guy myself and been like listen you can't do that I'm not I don't want you to get fired but like don't do that again and here's why and I know you meant well but um instead he was let go and he probably hates me and hates all women even more because of the instance instance and he probably um 
led to him making thinking those things and it, it probably created more harm than it solved it's not like he got fired and was like now i now i respect women and i won't comment on their arms you know it's probably made him do it even more in in secret um so yeah that was that was one time it's like there it just takes one little comment to make you insecure about your body before you're about to be on camera in a really high pressure situation that can just derail everything. So it was it was a really bad thing for him to say. And it didn't derail me because I had enough self-confidence that my arms did not look flabby. Um, and his arms probably were flabby. And that's he was just projecting. But it didn't affect my performance. But it didn't not affect my performance. I mean, I've definitely thought about that moment a lot since then. And I'm always aware of my arms now. Um, just a little dig like that can like really fuck someone up so I gotta wrap this up because um my makeup girl is gonna arrive at any moment I actually know her from way back in the day I did this show for Comedy Central the summer before I uh, did Not Safe Comedy Central hired me to do this thing called Comedians Crashing on Couches and it was me living with a house full of millennials and I was kind of I am a millennial. I was young at the time, but they made me out to be like this old woman living with a bunch of young kids. And I would think I was probably 29, um, 28, maybe. And um, and they had me living with a bunch of, you know, 21 year olds. So it was there was a kind of large age gap. But I went and lived with all these like um, kids in North Hollywood in this big house and like slept on their couch. And we did all these. It was it was a um, promotional sketch that was just on the web and it was like to promote like a new kind of phone and so I had to be on this phone or tablet the entire time like talking about my experience but I just met out this house of like these really cool artist kids like YouTube influencers and one of them was this girl that um is now coming over to do my hair and makeup I've kept in touch with all of those kids really they're all like really funny and cute and um that was actually a really good experience um but yeah she's coming over she's bringing over some shirts for me to try on um, and then my day will begin. I'm going to go over to Rogan. I'm going to, um, who knows what's going to happen in there. I've been listening to, you know, David Blaine on his show who was on yesterday. That's her. It's, I think he like ate a frog yesterday on the show. I haven't gotten to that part of the podcast. I've been listening to it. Um, I've been listening to Tim Dillon's episode cause he is so funny and like, just, I wanted to hear what he was talking about. God, Tim Dillon is so hilarious. I mean, he's one of those guys that makes me feel like, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta like work on my vocabulary because he just uses the funniest words. Let's see what my phone is telling me about today in terms of vocabulary lesson. Oh wait, my makeup girl is here. Um, she's here really early. Oh shit. Well, I'm not texting her back until I'm ready for her to come up. That's not my fault. She's early. Um, I have a vocabulary, um, like a word of the day app on my phone um peripatetic oh my god talking about signs peripatetic I love this word this is one of my favorite like kind of uh smart person words what is it called when like a word is like this is one of my lesser known words favorite lesser known words lesser used words is peripatetic it means wandering from place to place and um my friend Jess once said that I was peripatetic and it's true Wow, if that's not a sign, I don't know what it is. Let's see what the next word is. Raconteur, witty, skillful, skillful storyteller. Okay, that's a sign. That's what I'm going to be today is a raconteur. There was a good word yesterday, prosaic. 
And I was like, I got to remember that word, prosaic, prosaic, prosaic. I think it means like boring and plain. Whereas I thought it meant like, it was another word for like archaic, like hearkening back to like a olden time. But prosaic, let me look up the meaning. Prosaic means having the style or diction of prose, lacking poetic beauty. What? Commonplace, unromantic. Yeah, okay. That's kind of plain. That's good. That's good enough. I got close enough to it. I love learning new words. It's so hard for me to incorporate them and to remember them, though. Whenever I look, listen to anything Sam Harris, I always write down like a million words that he says that I like will never remember. Let me see my list of words that I've been trying to use. Um, I keep a little document on my phone and I write down. Oh, effulgence, effulgence, effulgence. It means like effulgent. If something's effulgent. It means it's bright. Shining brightly or radiant. Yes, effulgent. Augur. A-U-G-U-R. Do you know what that means? It means to change something, I think. No, it means like a, to predict. Portend a good or bad outcome. Yes, I got it right. Augur. Anomie. A-N-O-M-I-E. Let me try. I looked all of these up and I memorized them, but now I forgot. Anomie. What did that mean? Anomie. I don't remember. Let's see what it means. Lack of the usual social or ethical standards in an individual or group. What I don't even understand that definition. That's really hard when you don't understand a definition to a word that you don't understand. Lack of the usual social or ethical standards in it. Okay, so the theory that high-rise architecture leads to anime in the residence. What? Oh, okay. So there's lots of anime going on on a plane. People tend to have anime. Yes, because they, yeah, on planes people just act like heathens. Okay, that's how I remember it. I'll think of like anime, I'll think of anime, so, and then I'll picture an anime character on a plane clipping their toenails, and that's how I'll remember it. So anime, anime, on a plane clipping their toenails, lacking the usual social or ethical standards. That's how you remember words, is you try to create like an image in your mind that's like really weird and specific. And then I also have um, in my notes written down, I used an amazing pen the other day at this ADHD test, which I didn't even tell you guys about really what that was. It's called the Pilot G207 and it's amazing and it glides so well and I wanted to get some of those because I want to get back into journaling. I find that journaling is something that I would really benefit from. It would definitely help me with my creativity just to like purge all this like trash from my brain every morning and like write down stuff. I just know it works. I'm just really lazy when it comes to it and it's just never something I want to do but I really want to get into the habit of journaling so I just bought some new journals that are going to be there when I get back home in St. Louis I'm very excited about it my ADHD test if real quick so I could tell you about it um I went into this room I talked to this woman um she made me like memorize all these words and then like she said list of words and then I had to list them back to her and then she gave me another list of words and then I had to remember that list and then she asked me, then she would distract me. And then she would ask me a little bit later what the words were. I mean, it was a lot of that. It was a lot of doing math problems, like math word problems. Like John has six apples. He gives 20% to Karen. And then Karen gives um, 300% of the apples that John gave her to Charles. Charles, um, and then it would be like, how, what's 10% of Charles's apples that he got from Karen? Like, it was just like a lot of that. And it was like made me feel real stupid. 
and I was like trying to do the math by like writing with my finger on the desk. It was weird though, and then she would leave the room and come back, and whenever she would leave the room, I'm like, they're watching me. And so I would try to like not be ADD when they watch. I would try to like, how do you act normally? But then part of me was like, if I do want to look out the window, I want to look at the window. Or if I do want to shake my leg feverishly, do I shake my leg? Like, I just felt like I was being watched. And then there was this one test where they had me sit for 20 minutes at a desk and look at a screen. And when something blinked on the screen, on the top part of the screen, I had to click a button. If it blinked on the bottom part of the screen, I didn't click a button. So I watched this like boring black screen and things blinking on it for 20 minutes and it had to click a button. And it was like, it, I felt like I was going insane. I mean, it was really weird. Then I had to fill out all of these questionnaires and then I had to bring some questionnaires home for my parents to fill out about me, about me as a child and about me currently. And, um, and then I sent those in and they're going to give me my results in a couple weeks. So I'm hoping that I get an ADHD diagnosis. I really am. I think it would answer a lot of my questions about myself, but regardless, I'm going to see a doctor very soon and getting on some new, um, meds so that I feel better because I'm tired of having these ups and downs. I'm tired of having panic attacks on set because I fucking lose one hair. I mean, that's not normal. I shouldn't be suffering like this, but, um, I'm excited to do Joe Rogan today. I hope you guys go give it a listen. I'm excited to do Whiskey Ginger, um, Andrew Santino's podcast. That'll be fun. And um, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll be traveling all day and Friday's podcast will be on the road, I'm guessing. And we'll talk then. So until then, you know what? Squirt, squirt, and jag, Matt. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 